What is up, famished and fed family? Father Raj here with a quick programming note before our episode. Because of a schedule conflict and the joys of the unpredictability of life, you'll notice that we weren't able to do everything that we wanted to do for today's episode. In fact, we don't have an introduction from the Viceroya voiceovers, Aaron Santos, and sadly, uh, Cece couldn't join us uh, for today's episode either. But we really wanted to push this out in order to celebrate well uh, St. Patrick's Day. So I hope you enjoy this interview I was able to uh, do with my good friend, Father Michael, from the Diocese of Fresno. We talk about Irish music, Irish food, and how that all relates to our faith. And uh, stick around all the way to the end to hear Father Michael serenade us with one of his favorite Irish songs. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. This is Famished and Fed. Our Western world is suffering from the hunger of spirit. What is up, fam? Welcome to Famished and Fed, where we uh, talk about food and faith, uh, talk about a bunch of different food topics and, and uh, different cultural things that have to do with food, and uh, we got that today for you. But before we even get into any of that, uh, I'd like to say that, um, sadly again, um, we've got had done a couple of these, but we are doing this episode without... Uh, the lovely Cece, my co-host, uh, she's not here this uh, for this episode. Unfortunately, she was feeling sick, but um, but we miss you, Cece. Hope, hopefully, you feel better, and uh, we'll celebrate soon together. But that's what we're talking about today, celebration. Um, in particular, we have the topic of St. Patrick's Day, a, um, a celebration that many people probably know. It involves a lot of food-esque type of things. You know, people celebrate... St. Patrick's Day with uh, certain Irish foods, also um, drinks, and we'll talk about uh, kind of that idea of celebration. Uh, From a Catholic point of view, um, in many dioceses in the United States, it's a solemnity. Um, Here uh, in the Diocese of Sacramento, where I'm from, it's a solemnity, so we celebrate it to the highest degree, which is uh, super fun. In order uh, to kind of dig deep um, on uh, into this topic, uh, we have an incredibly special guest uh, for you all today. Uh, one of my uh, great friends from the seminary, um, a priest of the Diocese of Fresno, the leader of our Irish band at the seminary, both seminaries that I went to, both at Mount Angel and uh, St. Patrick's Seminary. He led us in uh, the celebration that is St. Patrick's Day. Um, welcome to the podcast, Father Michael What's Hello, up? Hello, Father Raj. Thank you for having me. It's it's great to have you. Um, you know, I, I grew up knowing, well, I grew up <laughs> in the seminary. We grew uh, together as brothers. Um, you know, I used to I, I used to call you Mikers. Do you go by Father Mikers at all? Does anybody call you Father Mikers? Only to people who knew me in the seminary. So <laughs> you're part of a very select group of people that gets to 
know what that means and uh, call me by that name. All right, we'll go with Father I, Michael. I prefer, I prefer titles like Your Highness and uh, things like that <laughs> to my parishioners. Okay. Supreme Leader of the Irish Band. Should I have said that? Yes. <laughs> okay. I prefer that sounds. It has a better ring to it. Nice. No, it's it's a blast. Uh, I'm looking forward uh, to chatting with Father Father Michael's Father Michael. I'm so happy tonight. to be on a podcast about food because I know absolutely nothing about food. <laughs> so um, I have one of those food delivery services um, because I I just don't know how to cook anything but a sandwich or a hot pocket. So Father EJ yeah. would be incredibly disappointed. <laughs> yeah, great episode for a show about food to have someone who. I know how to eat food, but I don't know how to cook food. But um, that's, no, that's no problem at all, uh, Father Michael, because uh, you know on this show we talk about um, food in in a general way. We talk about food culture, and the reason we had we we wanted to have you on is because um, you know even just the notion of of celebrating, of having parties, it's so intrinsic to our faith. You know what that means. You you decided to to create um, or, uh, you know, walk us through it. What was the idea of, like, promoting the Irish band in the seminary? Why did you did you feel like that was important? Well, I didn't actually create the Irish band. It had gone, there was an actual Irishman at Mount Angel before oh, we yeah. arrived. Um, I think he's a priest of the Diocese of Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. So I joined um, after it was kind of a fledgling group. It was dying out after he had got ordained and left. So I was in it with for one year, and then after that, no one, the people who were in charge of it, all um, got ordained or left to do other things, and it was going to die out. So I, along with um, Father Matthew Ramsey, who's a priest of the Diocese of Saskatoon, uh, and our neighbors to the north, um, took up the the leadership. So there was just something about the band that connected with me and I wanted to keep it going. I had never really experienced Irish music, even though I have some Irish roots and background in my family. I never, I didn't grow up listening to Irish music or things like that, but I quickly was drawn to it when I encountered it in that, those, my first year in the seminary, because it, I just like folk music and kind of, um, bluegrass, cultural Americana, whatever you want to call it type of music. Because there's something, to me, very real about it. Um, and so I was drawn into it, and then it was just a lot of fun. So we kept it going. Then I start. I did start it at St. Patrick's, because mm-hmm. at a seminary named St. Patrick's, they had no Irish band. So the years <laughs> I was there, we, we were able to... Um, have some fun with it while while I was there as well. Awesome. We'll, we'll circle back to that. Uh, I had the blessing of being part of the Irish band. It was that was super fun. But we'll circle back to some Irish band stories and and whatnot. Um, r- real quick on this show, we do have uh, taste tests. Um, even though CC is not here, um, I wonder. Did you get the package I sent you, Father Michael? Yeah, I have it. Do right you have here. it there? Okay. I wasn't able to get this for myself, but we we shipped something to Father Michael. You know, in, in honor of. Uh, our Irish brothers and sisters celebrating the Feast of St. Patrick. There's a special confection. Baklava. What's it called? Baklava. <laughs> that's not what I sent you. No. Oh, no some other prisoner uh, sent that to you. Orion's Irish Potatoes, the original. Oh, can, you, can you show it to the camera? We'll post this on social, what, what, what it looks like. But Have you ever had these, uh, Father Michael? I have not. I've had just regular Idaho spuds my whole life, so... Uh, <laughs> Idaho spud um, is another inside joke with Father Raj and I don't remember from 
from Mexico, but we're talking about Ireland tonight, so. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I don't have them in front of me. I might taste test these during the week, but uh, would you like to, um, to do our taste test today? I'd be happy to. Enjoy this Deus Munchie review. Deus MR. For those who can't see, it's kind of a small nugget. Um, is my how I I'm gonna try to summon all my great British baking show uh, you know Descript- watching skills yeah. here. So totally. it's uh, looks like a little brown ball. So it's not much to look at. <laughs> I think it's supposed tiny... to look like a potato, right? It's supposed to look like a potato. <laughs> yeah. Show it to the camera. Really so... doing it. It's not really doing it to me. It looks more like a tater tot. Um, so okay. All right. That's it was tasty. Got some cinnamon. It got a maybe some coconut or something in the middle. Okay. As you can tell, I know a lot about food. I have a very refined palate. There's definitely, <laughs> I would say, sugar in this. Okay. Um, and it's sweet. Uh, I'm running out of food adjectives. It tastes good. Um, we have a we have a rating scale here on Famine Fed. Um, um, four out of five pineapples. What would you give that? We know you're a healthy guy. You don't don't normally eat sugary things. We know this about you, Father Michael. Um, What would you give this? I would give this as like a little dessert, you know, popper. I'd give it, um, was it, I'd give it three uh, pineapples or three potatoes to stay on theme here. (laughs) Three out of five potatoes for Orion's. Three out of five potatoes. Potatoes. What does it say on the box? What is it? I will expect ex, accept any sponsorship. By the way, um, <laughs> you just gave them a three out of five. You think they're going to sponsor? <laughs> it's a pandemic. I'll take any money I can get for my parish. Um, it's it says original on it. Okay. So I don't know how many imit all those imitators out there <laughs> of the other sweet uh, potato nuggets. And it says a coconut. I was right. Coconut cream oh, center. Yeah, your palate was cinnamon. good. So I got both of those things. I'm actually going to have okay. one more. Okay. Let us know. Um, Our fans like ASMR, so feel free to chew loudly. <laughs> yeah, tasty. Tasty. And for those who are curious, three out of five. it is um, it's, uh, 110 calories for two potatoes. There you go. Is that so, in your uh, is, is that in your range? It's in my range. It's in my range. Um, there's slight for a size reference. It's like if you smashed like eight to ten boba uh, things together. That's the size we're talking about here, folks. Eight to ten boba. That's you didn't I want to go with like... to boba, by the way, as well. Ra- Father Raj introduced me to boba, and I was not for it, but I've come around. <laughs> Uh, wonderful. That's that's great to hear in the season of Lent. Conversion. conversion. I've had major conversion. Um, the Lord is kind and merciful. <laughs> Amen. Well, on that note of conversion and in the season of Lent, you know, we celebrate. And so we're talking about St. Patrick's uh, Day today, the Feast of St. Patrick, celebrating that saint and how we as a culture um, engage with that. And so um, we're going to dig deep into some of these other, other questions. Our, our opening uh, question that... Um, 
that just kind of uh, you can continue snacking on those those Irish potatoes, uh, Father Michael. But um, while you snack, um, what do you, what would you say is your favorite thing about St. Patrick's Day? Definitely for me, it's the music and the um, camaraderie that it's a type of music that really brings people together. Also, I, sh- I should say my favorite thing is the mass uh, celebrating St. Yes. Patrick, uh, yeah. eating the, the bread of life that he uh, brought to the Irish people uh, is first and foremost, but in our celebration of him. If I have any chance when uh, St. Patrick's Day rolls around each year, I try to make it to some pub or brewery or bar that has some live Irish music and uh, sit there with a pint myself and sing along. Totally. I, I mean, I've, I have some good memories going to an Irish pub with you, uh, Father Michael. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, there's something uh, very celebratory, something very communal, um, something um, so human. Uh, that's what I say about it. I mean, we know that a lot of folks maybe celebrate it without thinking about the Mass, without thinking about um, the saint himself, and, and maybe they just go over to revelry. Uh, but I think, you know, as, as Catholics, I think there's a, a way to do both, right? Go to Mass and then let that, the joy of that overflow into our celebration. One thing that really occurs to me in remembering St. Patrick's is that we don't really know that much about the actual St. Patrick, but mm-hmm. his memory is so important to the Irish people and all of the peoples that they evangelized, including us here in the U.S. in a special way. I mean, the seminary we went to was called St. Patrick's. Mm-hmm. Um, is St. Patrick the patron of the Diocese of Sacramento? Yeah, he's co-patron. Yeah, that's why it's a so, celebrity out here. Yeah, yeah. so there's such a, a tie. I had Irish priests and pastors growing up. But it's something interesting because our culture today really doesn't seem to care about figures from, from the past. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a lot to kind of go back and critique, you know, don't get too political here, but go back and critique. And, you know, if we have any concern with the past, it seems nowadays it's to to draw out the tear it down or critique yeah. it. Yeah. But with, there's something different with, with the traditional culture, like the Irish culture, you know, it's been based of thousands of, of years of patrimony is that even though we don't know a lot about the man, there's something that he passed to us, which is a value, and we value that, and which is the most important thing, not just a political system or um, a language or anything like that, but the faith in Jesus, the Trinity, the church. And so I think that in itself has something to teach us that the, the day is not just a day to drink, an excuse for people who don't care about God to behave badly. Mm-hmm. Um but for people who value what's been passed to them from other generations and to be tied into that, there's something that we need to learn as a culture and even from as a church. These, why we have such devotion to St. Patrick here is because other people from a, they brought it to us, the, these Irish priests, you know, these Irish immigrants. So I think it instills in us a gratitude for what's been transmitted, the apostolic nature of our faith. And we should really be keyed into that as we celebrate the day. Yeah, no, I, that, I think that's spot on, uh, Father Michael. There's, um, a, there's some parallels to the, the traditions that we pass on with food and, and other things. Um, there's some parallels. Uh, to, we've talked about it on this podcast before about, you know, uh, the, the, the beauty um, of sharing uh, something together with, with a particular culture 
Um, but at, at the heart of it, is it leading us uh, to that thing which is the most important, our faith, right? And, and St. Patrick, um, as the person, the, like you mentioned, what we remember, he, um, he does. He, points, he pointed others uh, literally to the, to the heavenly banquet. And so um, our celebrations of him should be an echo of that. And I think, I think people can get there. I think we, I, I know we do. I, you know, when we celebrated in, in whatever we celebrated in the seminary or if we were going out to visit pubs, I think the fraternity that we shared in what, with one another was, um, was definitely rooted in, uh, in our faith, right? Like uh, that we were brothers uh, in, in the faith. Well, you can tell when a St. Patrick's celebration is, well, let me, let me mention my worst St. Patrick's Day experience ever, which was when I was in the seminary, we were celebrating, it, it fell on a weekend or something like that, so we weren't doing something that evening in the seminary, but I wanted to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I wanted to go out, have, uh-huh. a, have a pint of beer, you know, um, maybe get some Irish food and go to a pub. Uh-huh. So with uh, Father EJ, who I think has been on the podcast before, and another one of the priests, we, I found a, uh, what was supposed to be an Irish celebration at this place in San Francisco, so we drove up there. And as we parked and we're walking in, I heard this Irish music and I was just getting so pumped up because I, you know, just so excited. Traditional Irish music, have a sing-along, you know. And it was just a recording that they played one time. As soon as we got in there, it just went to um, regular, what you I would consider like club music. It was uh-huh. uh, nothing Irish about it except for that they were dyeing the beer green. Uh-huh. Um, and everyone was just there to have just a a very worldly experience the music was not irish and it wasn't there's something about the music that uh is very real and earthy and raw all of that was gone uh-huh. and that was my worst saint patrick's experience ever because it was just so not what the the celebration is supposed to be okay okay we we can we could probably lament that or even you know when we think about it in in popular culture we We've probably seen images of, of folks that are just going crazy, and um, you wonder, uh, you know, what St. Patrick is thinking, looking down from heaven and, and wondering, you know, uh, well, this is how they celebrate me. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we can shift into what, what, what is good celebrations of, of St. Patrick Day, St. Patrick. Uh, you mentioned the Mass already, definitely, totally. That's the, the most beautiful part of, of celebrating uh, for us, right? Again, participating in the Heavenly Banquet, but... Um, yeah, do you have any like favorite memories, uh, whether that's with the Irish band or or other favorite memories in the seminary or other uh, other St. Patrick celebrations? I have a lot of great memories of St. Patrick's Day, so it's hard to pick just just one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favorite St. Patrick's wait, memories... real quick, real quick. You, you you were telling me earlier you, you do have do you have one with Urban Picks founder? I don't know if you know this, uh, Father Michael, uh, but we are under uh, the Urban Picks brand and. Uh, uh, one of the founders of the Urban Picks brand and kind of the leader is is Patrick Lawrence Arguelles. Did you know this? Is this news to you right now? It's not complete new, completely new news, completely foreign to me. But I I don't know exactly what any of that means. So, um, <laughs> but I'm happy. Anyway, but you were telling me that you have a story with with Patrick, right? With Rents. I do. Is it, that it, this it, one? It involves uh, Irish culture and Irish music, and just the the. So one of the things that I love about Irish music. Uh-huh. is that it's very simple yet profound. You don't need a lot of beautiful, amazing instrumentation 
to have an Irish band or an Irish sing-along. All you mm -hmm. need is a guitar and someone that knows a few chords. And of course, mm -hmm. you can add on to that, but it all starts with something very um, familial and just very, co not commonplace in a bad way, but folksy. And yeah, so... Yeah. And everybody um, can join in. The lyrics are simple. And, and the music is based off of real instruments with real human beings, you know, strumming strings, um, hitting the Balron, uh, blowing uh -huh. their breath through a tin whistle. You know, it's very human. It's not, and not to say anything bad about electronic beats or music, but it's different because it comes from a different time. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so uh, Rince and I went to a festival, music festival in Golden Gate Park. And my main reason for wanting to go there was to see the Chieftains, which is my favorite Irish band, probably the most famous Irish band in history. Mm -hmm. And it was a really amazing experience. I remember at the time, Rince and I both reflect on the fact that people were kind of milling around in this big field in Golden Gate Park, not really listening to the various artists that got up and played their sets. And then the Chieftains came out with no fanfare. It was like eight 80 year old guys or something like that. I mean, they're basically using walkers to get out into the stage at this point. <laughs> they, they sat down in chairs. I mean, they were, it, it doesn't have the makings of a, an amazing concert experience. And this is someone who I enjoy going to concerts. I've been to a few Garth Brooks concerts and those are like supposed to be the greatest. I mean, it's a sensory, ex, you know, overload experience. But so here comes the chieftains. They walk out. There's a few thousand people probably in the, you know, in the field, just milling around. These eight octogenarians start just slowly strumming their instruments and playing. You know, they've got the the guitar, the whistle, the the pipes, and all this. And before long, everyone was on their feet, mm. singing along, clapping, stomping their feet, and it just was an amazing thing of how electrified the crowd became was something so that you wouldn't expect to elicit that response, especially in our culture today. A bunch of grandfathers getting up on the stage and sitting down and playing some instruments, but there's something about that music that is so connected to the human experience, both the good, the bad, joys and sorrows, that mm -hmm. just connects with people and moves their spirits. Mm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna flip it to, to what this podcast is about, food. I, I think that the, there's something similar with, with food and gathering around the table or when people have put, um, you know, whether that's mothers or, or families have put in the work. Actually, we just had um, a, a, a St. Patrick's Day dinner giveaway, pickup dinner here in my, my parish. But like seeing all the, the work that people put in and again, that tangibility, we've talked about this on, on our podcast before, like the connection to food when it's not like um, artificially produced, similar to music, right? Like not to knock that stuff, but um, there is something more accessible or more... It resonates more when it's uh, when 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 we know the people are strumming those strings, or we know that um, somebody's toiled over the stove for this. There's there's something rich and and beautiful there. It also connects in with a tradition of something that's passed on. The 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 songs mm -hmm. that are sung, these folk songs, we can imagine just a few family members or members of a small community sitting around the hearth. Mm. Before TVs, before radio, before you had any entertainment but to sit with your family members, eat some food, maybe drink some libations, mm -hmm. and sing about what was in your life. 
funny things, sad things, and everything in between. And that goes in well with, I think, a lot of the Irish culinary tradition of what I do know of it. My uh, brother-in-law has extended family in Ireland, and he and my sister have gone and visited them. And my sister was trying to learn a, a bread recipe for Irish um, soda bread from uh-huh. my brother-in-law's great aunt. And so she's trying to write down this recipe. She said it was hard because she doesn't have any measurements. She just has always known how to do it because she learned from her grandmother. So the measurements, instead of like, were one cup of this, it was like one palm full of, of this. And they had to measure their hands against each other to see how much it would be. But there's just something about that. If it's just passed on, sure. it's tangible. And so I just, I think there's so much about Irish music and Irish food as well. It just mm-hmm. resonates with some people who aren't, rich and famous, just sitting around the table, the family table together and wanting to share life. Well, I mean, we did that all the time in the seminary, right? We, we were able to break bread and, uh, <laughs> um, at St. Patrick's where we, where we finished our graduate studies. Um, we, had, uh, we have this uh, order of religious uh, sisters who uh, take care of us and they, you know, they work in the kitchen. And I, it always moved me that they on St. Patrick's Day would um, they would cook. Um, they would help with with the making and celebrating of the tradition by you know making corned beef and cabbage, and we would bring other things. People would bring in soda bread and all that. But uh, that they were um, and and this uh, order of religious uh, women, they were from uh, Mexico originally. But that they were willing to um, learn enough so that we could celebrate in this way. I I, I thought that was um, beautiful. But again, this coming together of people, um, even if, you know, at some point we were disparate, um, things like food and music uh, can remind us that we are uh, unified. Um, nah, thanks. Thanks for sharing some of that, Father Michael. Um, we're kind of bouncing around here, and, and uh, but this is, this is great. We're having some good conversation. I, uh, um, are, do you have any other uh, memories uh, from uh, St. Patrick's uh, Day or um, music or anything? Yeah, I remember once at, um, when we were at Mount Angel still, Mount Angel Seminary in Oregon, uh, the Irish band got invited to one of our dinners with some benefactors or things like that to sing a song. And I do remember it's an a cappella song. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting the name right now, but it does have a line that says... Um, that if I did not kiss the girls, my lips would all grow moldy. And singing that proudly and seeing the look on the face of Father Abbott from the monastery um, <laughs> did um, bring joy to my heart. It wasn't too offensive, but I think for <laughs> someone who spends their life um, in prayer, work, and meditation, it was like, oh, wow. But that was, uh, that was fun. No, it was good. I mean, we were still seminarians at the time, right? So we hadn't made any uh, promises of celibacy yet. So to be able to sing that line, um, no, it was great. I remember that. It was, it was beautiful to kind of, uh, very human, very um, Chaucer, Canterbury Tales of uh, it was. Human, humans on the pilgrimage. And so, yeah, that was us in the seminary. All right, I, I want to pivot real quick, uh, Father Michael, and um, uh, you know, this is your first time uh, on, on our podcast and uh, and, uh, you know, our podcast is specifically about food. As a priest, what would you say? Is, is there something true or good and beautiful about food? If food wasn't true, good, and beautiful, then we wouldn't find it as present in the Gospels in the life of our earthly life of our Lord as it is. I mean, when you reflect on the Gospels, food 
is a theme and the scriptures in general food is a theme over and over from Mm-hmm. The story of creation and the fall all the way to the story of our redemption in, in Christ and the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. But everywhere in between, we find food at the center. Jesus turns water into wine, his first miracle. He feeds the, the hungry, the fishes and the loaves. He says, I am the bread of life. And so, yes, of course, food stands at the center in our life as of faith. The mm-hmm. very center of our life as, as Catholic Christians mm-hmm. is eating food, which is eating the, the bread of life, the Eucharist, drinking his precious blood. So, um, you know, there's something so, so key about that. And so, yeah, to answer your question, I don't think we, we could be uh, Catholics if we didn't think food was true, good and beautiful, because even heaven itself is described as a banquet. Amen. Uh, I want to bounce off of one of the things you said. You reminded us that, you know, the Lord turns water into wine. Uh, Wine uh, uh, isn't necessarily drank on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Most people associate um, the the celebrations with uh, maybe drinking some Irish uh, beer or Irish whiskey. You know, as a as a as a priest, as a man of God, how how might we reconcile? Okay, you know, we're not called to be drunk, but. Um, we're still called to celebrate. And I, I think, you know, in the seminary, I, uh, our group of uh, friends, our brothers in the seminary, we, I think we did it well in, in knowing how to celebrate uh, with, with alcohol um, in, in a way that was um, uh, uh, helped to foster fraternity and celebration, all those kind of things. But, I, you know, I guess the, the question is, St. Patrick's Day is associated with beer, um, for a lot of people, as a priest, what are your thoughts? Well, I think I would start by saying the neat thing about beer and, well, alcohol in general, beer, in association with what we've been talking about in the podcast of uh, food and Irish music and all these things, is that it's also one of those things that you take a few humble ingredients uh, and bring them together and elevate them into something different and special Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of time and work and energy and makes it um, something that you want to share with others. So what are the main ingredients of of beer? Water, hops, barley, and yeast. You only have four ingredients there and you can make so much uh, variety out of that. And so I think it Mm -hmm. ties in with the Irish music, you know, a guitar, a banjo, and a a drum. You can make some, some awesome music together some simple ingredients. Um, You can make a a great culinary uh, dish. So Mm -hmm. I think there's something about not just food, but also drink that we seek to to elevate it into something spectacular. You could just drink water, but you're Mm -hmm. elevating water. The the Irish whiskey, whiskey means water of life, right? So you're taking water and elevating Mm -hmm. it into something um, higher. But definitely, as with anything that's um, in this earth, it has to be done with moderation. Mm. And, and so I think the key is um, recognizing the virtues are meant to be practiced in all aspects of our life, including what we eat and drink. And that's, mm. we're governed by the virtue of temperance. Mm. And so as we live our life of faith, that affects not only what we do in the church, what we do even in a social setting, but also what we could eat and drink, especially when it comes to alcoholic beverages. 
So I would say there's a few things also that would govern that celebration in a way that glorifies God or a way that can lead uh, away. So one of those things I think is that it's done in community. It's done communally. There's a difference between a group of friends or family coming together in a celebration, having maybe saved an, a nice bottle of wine or um, getting some local beer or some Irish beer or something on St. Patrick's Day. They want to share with each other in community and someone sitting by themselves in the room while maybe wallowing in their sorrows or bemoaning their life. Not to say that anyone who you know has a glass of wine by themselves is doing anything wrong. But there's something I think inherent about about alcohol that should be is rightly communal mm. because uh, the community also helps to govern the virtues and the moderation of of the of food and drink. Yeah, I, I feel that. I think that's that's good advice. Um, there, I mean, there's that uh, um, quote uh, or poem from uh, Belloc. Uh, I think we've shared it on this podcast before, but you know. Wherever the Catholic sun doth shine, there's always laughter and good red wine. At least I've always found it so. Benedicamus Domino. Um, how was my Latin there, Father Michael? It was fine. Very good. And also, <laughs> you know, what's the Chesterton quote the, in Catholicism? The, the pint, the pipe, and the cross, you know, can all fit together. Mm. And, and so, certainly, when we think of St. Patrick's Day, in our American cultural experience of St. Patrick's Day, we often associate it with vice instead of virtue because when a culture is celebrating something they maybe even don't even understand which is the religious significance then they're going to make it into what they want it to be but for us as catholics it's tied with with someone that's calling us to live a virtuous life and follow his heroic virtue amen well uh, thanks uh for sharing all that this, is, this has been a uh, fun and enlightening uh father father michael um we normally uh, wrap up uh, each of our episodes with, with a bit of a game. So my thought was um, to uh, do a game with you called uh, This or That. We, we call all of our games, whatever game we do at the end of, uh, at the end of our show, we call it uh, The Snack Attack. This is The Snack Attack. You ready to play this game, Father Michael? Sure. So this or that. So I'll ask you to choose between two things. Do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And it's... Uh, Irish themed um, today, um, so um, just whatever you know, whatever you think, whatever comes to mind, you know, you can describe it if you want. Why you picked what you want, but um, okay. So um, here goes Irish this or that. Um, what, which is your favorite St. Patrick image, the shamrock or the breastplate, the lorica? So definitely the breastplate because that is an actual beautiful prayer. So I would go with the breastplate. Okay, so uh, we were talking about Irish beers earlier. Um, Guinness or some Irish red ale? Irish red ale for sure. I've heard that Guinness, Guinness is really good in Ireland, but I think it, when it gets shipped, shipped over to the States, it depends how long it's been sitting in the keg or it can kind of be hit or miss here in the States, which I've heard okay. it's always very good in Ireland. But a good Irish red ale will always um, cheer my soul. Wonderful. Um, uh, Irish whiskey or Bailey's? Well, um, I think I would go with Irish whiskey. Uh, yeah, the definitely water of life, Irish whiskey. Yeah, water yeah, of life. Water, water of life. 
All right. Uh, this one is not food related. The next, the next two are not food related. So I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, they're just they're Irish related. Um, Colin Farrell or Liam Neeson. Oh, Colin Farrell for sure. Really? Yeah, I like to laugh, and he's. Uh... Oh wait, wait. Okay. I'm thinking of. Um... No, you're thinking about um, the guy Colin from SNL. Firth. Oh no, it's a guy from SNL. That's Colin Quinn. He's a stand-up oh, okay. comedian. Colin okay. Farrell is the uh, C-list actor. <laughs> I hope he hears this. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's that is one song, the... right? It was just he mentioned in that one Irish song, or um, almost yeah, yeah, Irish. No, yeah, I know. Definitely Liam Neeson over him. Then. Okay. Uh, so I was All thinking right. of the comedian. Uh, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, he was on SNL for a long time. Weekend Update. Oh yeah, Weekend Update. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Quinn. Yeah. Okay. He's pretty funny. He's an Irish guy, but no. Not the uh, kind of, as the Irish song, Carl, Colin Farrell is a marginal actor at best. Yeah, not him. <laughs> we'll go with Liam Neeson. But Liam Neeson in his better roles, I'm not a big fan of the, what are those movies where he's just Taken. Uh, killing people? Yeah. But more like in his better role, like he was great in the movie Silence uh-huh. or um, some of those other movies. Yeah. Aslan. He was Aslan from... Um... Yeah. Malign the Witch in the Wardrobe. Okay. Um, I, you may not know these two actresses. I can pull up a picture for you. But um, Shursa Ronan um, yeah, or Olivia Wilde. Do you know, you, do you know who um, Olivia Wilde is? She was in Tron. Um, so they're, um, uh, she's yeah, an Irish-American actress. She's Irish-American. Uh, she's got a passport, though. Irish passport. Well, I'll go so, for the um, actual Irish person, which is the first one. Shursa uh, Ronan, who uh, was in Lady Bird. Which was Shout filmed in to, Sacramento or took place yeah, in Sacramento. Yeah, I used to Sacramento. Yeah, it's based off of um, off St. Francis High School in, in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, all right. Back to food. Boiled potatoes or boiled cabbage? Boiled potatoes. All right. Okay. But not a huge fan of either one, but boiled potatoes. <laughs> Irish soda bread. With or without raisins? With raisins. I love raisins and my diocese is uh, home to the little farming town of Selma, which is the raisin capital of the world. So I Whoa. have to give a shout out to raisins from my diocese. Man, it's too bad Cece isn't here. Cece loves raisins. Uh, she, well, she you know, raisin... loves my diocese. <laughs> raisin Bran is, is one of her top uh, tier cereals. Um, awesome. So uh, we might have to have you back for a raisin episode, Father Michael. Um, I, I tell us all about Selma. about raisins. <laughs> In my, in my former parish, there were a lot of raisin. Uh, there was a lot of raisin production in my former parish. Okay, okay, all right. Here's here's the last one um, on uh, this this or that uh, corned beef or cottage pie, um, Irish shepherd's pie, um, piog on ira. I think is how you pronounce the. I don't know. I, I, my Gaelic is horrible. Shepherd's pie, shepherd's pie for sure. I think. Okay. From what I understand, corned beef is more of an Irish American thing. It's uh, You're right. you know, You're right. it's just a simple food that was for you know a lot of uh, poor immigrants. But shepherd's mm-hmm. pie, I think, is more um, more delicious and more authentically Irish. Nice, very good. Well, that was uh, our snack attack. Uh, this or that. Uh, so, um, thanks for participating. Um, you win my uh, my admiration, Father Michael. Remember, this episode is brought to us by Orion's Irish Potatoes, the original from Philadelphia. Original. Don't be fooled by any imposters. Um, uh, Don't get those Sunny Select or Kirkland, none none of those Kirkland (laughs) Irish potatoes. 
<laughs> oh man, Michael, I can't wait, Father Michael, I can't wait to to reconnect with you, have an Irish beer with you one day. We'll sing some Irish songs. Actually, um, I wonder. Uh, we didn't mention this earlier. You play the you play the banjo. Is the banjo nearby? No. The banjo is in my guitar is uh, is here. You want any Irish song you want to sing for our listeners? Play and sing for our listeners. If you give me a second to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah prepare, I can, well, well, I can. The magic of the podcast is it won't take anything and just be like, bloop, and now you're playing. Okay, if you want me to humiliate myself uh, doing that, <laughs> sure. Well, Father Raj has put me on the spot, so without much practice, I'm going to sing one of my favorite Irish songs, um, which is called Whiskey in the Jar. It's a fun song, so feel free to sing along out there in podcast land. And um, as we were saying with Irish music, it's um, not about necessarily always the best musicianship, but about the heart. So I'm going to claim that as my disclaimer, because I'm not the best of musicians. Totally. About the heart. Thanks for sharing with us, Father Michael. Here we go. I cut out about 15 verses because the song goes on forever. <laughs> because like good Irish music, it's telling a story. So you have to look up the, how the story ends. But there's oh, nice. Whiskey in but the Jar for you. Whiskey in the Jar. No, it was, it was great. And uh, um, uh, thanks for, for sharing that, uh, sharing uh, your music with us, Father Michael. And I was glad you, know, you shared your music with us. I shared Irish potatoes with you. So um, enjoy you. those yes, Irish potatoes. I- <laughs> I was actually using an Irish potato to strum the guitar, so um, <laughs> it's a little known Game skill I have. Um, Orion's Irish Potatoes, also good for strumming guitars, the original. This podcast is not sponsored by Orion's Irish Potatoes. Orion's Irish Potatoes. Made in the USA. <laughs> nice. Thank you for doing Welcome. that. Welcome. I haven't done that in a long time. Well, uh, man, that was that was fun, uh, Father Michael. Thank you for coming on and taking uh, some time to be with us. Share us a little, share with us a little bit about you know what you see as as true and good and beautiful in in St. Patrick's celebrations and in Irish music. And uh, it was good to chat with you about different Irish food topics and libation topics. Um, uh, how can we? Uh, you know, you're not on. Twitter or any of those things, our listeners can't find you. Come to your parish and. No, you. If you'd like to find me, you can find me celebrating outdoor masses um, at Saint Philip nice. the Apostle Church in Bakersfield, California. 
Uh, well, thank you again, and we hope the, the I'll ask you now. We're actually going to do a seminary food um, uh, episode. Do you want to be on that? I'm going to try and get some folks to talk about food in the seminary. I would love to be part of that. I have a lot of <laughs> memories about seminary food. The good, the, the bad, and the okay. delicious. All right. Well, we'll hope, hope to have you on again soon. Uh, well, th- thanks, uh, Father Michael. Uh, come to the table and stay fed, fam. Famine Fed is a production of Urban Picks, all things to all. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash famonefed. Please like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at famonefed at urbanpicks.com or leave us a comment on the Urban Picks website. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.